0: Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today and become a member. Immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o And be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo? section of the application.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to Meow the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And we're doing a rapid reaction podcast today. We, the game has just ended and the Carolina Panthers drop another one-score game, this time to the Denver Broncos, 32-27, uh, a game that... Uh, <laughs> I guess it was as close as the final score. It didn't feel like it at times, but the Panthers came roaring back in the fourth quarter. Almost took this game. uh, Didn't quite get there. Uh, Initial thoughts, for me, just disappointed. Um, Another, I mean, two and seven now in one-score games for the Panthers, so that sucks. Uh, This was just a tough game to watch, especially at, at times.
0: I want to go ahead and warn everybody. If you have little kids around, I will probably be using very foul language this game because the Panthers, Coach Rule, I, I they just fucking sucked. Point blank, they sucked. And the reason I think they personally sucked, I think the coaching staff didn't coach this team to win the game. I think they just coached this team. Teddy Bridgewater looked like shit. He's not going to be the future of this team. Honestly, I was hoping he would get benched halfway through the game because at least PJ Walker will try to force the ball down the field. Third and twenty, let's go for another dump off two-yard pass to Ian Thomas, so we don't even attempt to get into field goal range. Now what where's the you're four and eight. Where is your guts? You have no guts. I like I said, I think Coach Rule realized that they're four and eight and we're four and eight, and that if we lose, we're dropping back to about Pick number twelve, if we lose or if we won, we would drop back to the twelfth, and if we lose, we'd probably stay around six or se- seven draft pick. I th- I personally feel like this whole coaching staff tried not to win this game. I think the players on the field tried to win. But I don't think the coaching staff themselves coached up a game plan to win this game. Look at that Chiefs game plan and look at this game plan. Completely different styles of just, like, mindset of going for it, trying to win. And this one was like, Ian Thomas, you're a number one receiver this week. Hasn't done crap <laughs> all year. And then they're going to target him, like, seven, eight times.
1: Well, they got four targets, but uh, a lot of them in the first half. Yeah, it was weird. It, it was a tale of two halves here, really. The Panthers in the first half, just extremely, I mean, really, the first three quarters, you could say, mm-hmm. extremely vanilla on offense. Um, Defense, they, you know, did okay at times. But, again, I I just don't – I I don't know, man. I mean, Panthers are missing some key players here, right? On offense, you're missing your number one wide receiver in DJ Moore. Defense, you're missing Zach Kerr, you know, who's been a big part of the run game especially, uh, which the Panthers weren't terrible against the run today. But, I (sighs) – Let's. How about this, Jerry? Let's do our three key plays, and then we'll get into it hardcore. Um, But let's let's keep to our format here. Uh, By the way, Teddy Bridgewater, thirty for forty, Jerry. So you know, has that high completion ratio like seems to be extremely important.
0: Congratulations, he gets a fucking sticker.
1: Yeah, you're four and nine, and and actually he doesn't even get one of those wins. So no, nice job.
0: All right, three key plays of the game. We're gonna start off first half, Denver returns a punt Deontay Spencer 83 yards punt return touchdown first score of the game puts them up six nothing they missed the extra point I personally thought I saw a hold against our punter but no call so yeah,
1: I thought I saw a block in the back uh on so, Denver and that play as well but you know our special teams have been very good this year uh, and made some very good plays in this game mm-hmm. but that was uh that was sort of a harbinger of things to come, unfortunately. Just yeah, big they had plays.
0: back-to-back bad plays because then yeah. Trenton Cannon stepped out of bounds. Ba- ba- right. Inbounds, <laughs> What was that <laughs> Luckily, he got to the 14, 15-yard line. Otherwise, yeah. that would have been just awful. That was
1: a brain fart on his part.
0: Ugh. All right, moving on to our second one. Denver, second and nine from Carolina's 32. Jeremy Chen lights up Drew Law, causing the fumble. F.A. Obata returns it to Denver's three. This is the only real highlight of this game, in my opinion, for the Panthers. Jeremy Chin, absolutely beast. If mm-hmm. he has some more players around him on defense besides Brian Burns, this defense could be a reckoning. It, it shows it has potential in some of its young players. Gross made some plays this mm-hmm. week. Um, like I said, Burns, great. Probably a power bowler this year. But the rest, I mean, Shaq Thompson made some plays. Trey Boston made some plays. But for the most part.
1: I tweeted out, welcome to 2020 season, Trey Boston, after he made a really nice stop on, I think it was a third and one or something, and he just lit up the running back. That was really nice. But, yeah, this was a a great play. Jeremy Chin, you know, doing what he does, causing fumbles, uh, getting to the quarterback here nicely, and uh, I believe our only sack of the game, right? Uh, yes, oh. our only sack of the game, and um, this was a huge play. And you know, you fought, felt like it could be a turning point. Yeah. And unfortunately, it didn't turn out to be that way. Uh, and I was really rooting for Obata to get into the end zone there. And he too. was He was huffing and puffing down the field and almost got there, but came up just a little short. The Panthers did end up scoring a touchdown. Uh, So
0: luckily, because Teddy Bridgewater tried to throw an interception on that first down.
1: (laughs) He sure did.
0: Oh, man, that was an awful play. Like, he threw it to the cornerback. If the cornerback actually looked, he would have intercepted it. It Mm -hmm. was a horrible back shoulder throw to Curtis Samuel. Uh, Yeah, just horrible.
1: Which I believe was Curtis Samuel's only target in the first half, by the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was. Curtis Samuel ends up with seven catches, but all in the second half. And the offense, you know, I know we're. Let's not jump ahead too far here, but the offense really started moving when they started putting, you know, using Curtis Samuel. Because we'll we knew we were already losing. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute.
0: All right, and our third key play of the game, fourth, our fourth quarter, first and ten from Carolina's forty-nine. Denver's Drew Lock hits Hamler for a touchdown. Three fifty-four left on the clock. I mean, that put us down by two touch or two scores, two touchdowns. At that-
1: Yeah, at that point, you thought the game was over. Yeah. Uh, You know, we go down 12 points with under four minutes left. And then the Panthers score in 28 seconds to get back to within five. And then the rest of the game happens, you know, we force a three and out. And then the Panthers just can't do anything with that last drive. But, yeah, that was was a backbreaker, that touchdown play there. And that was Mm -hmm. indicative. Rasul Douglas was terrible in this game.
0: Absolutely, Douglas he gave got up two beat. touchdowns.
1: He gave up three touchdowns.
0: Three, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> he gave up three touchdowns, I believe, and and was just beat badly on all of them.
0: And, and, and this is what Philadelphia released him for: having good parts of the season and bad parts of the season. And now we're in the bad parts of the season because he has looked awful. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't I, be surprised yeah. if our top pick is a cornerback. If there's not a quarterback there that they really like, I could easily see them grabbing a top corner. It'll-
1: well, we we knew coming into the season that corner was mm-hmm. a desperate need, and Rasul Douglas has played well at times. Um, this game, and you know, it was funny. This game, they didn't play Rasul Douglas much in the first quarter. He sat most of the first quarter, and I wonder if you know maybe he wasn't feeling well. Maybe he, you know, uh, you know he had COVID a few weeks ago maybe he's still suffering some some of the you know blowback from that i don't know yeah effects from that so i don't know maybe he just wasn't himself in this game he certainly didn't look like himself in this game because he was just biting on everything and i don't know he looked like dante jackson has looked in the past and dante jackson by the way gets hurt again in this game so
0: Dante Jackson. I mean, I honestly didn't even know he was on the field for a lot of the game, which I guess is good because he wasn't out there blowing coverages. But
1: yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be curious to see uh, what the snap cat, what the snap count was for him because it feels like he wasn't out there a lot.
0: And again, it could be he had good coverage and they just avoided going his way. Yeah, I mean, an art game where Phil Snow's style defense makes a mediocre to poor quarterback look like an all pro.
1: <laughs> I mean Drew Locke. Drew Lock, yeah.
0: 21 out 27, 280, four touchdowns,
1: no interceptions I mean, for the no first time in seven game or eight games. So, no interceptions.
0: Yeah, next week I will be trying to talk in an English accent for 5 minutes at the beginning <laughs> of the podcast. But it, it's just it's pathetic. This I th- really think this coaching staff rolled out a vanilla offense and defense to not try to win the game. I I know Matt Rule even came out and said, no, we're trying to win this game earlier in this week. He's a liar. He's a liar. He's been a liar. Uh, he said he was really working, excited to work with Cam Newton, then released him the next week. It, he, you can't <laughs> trust what he says, honestly. You just can't.
1: I mean, uh... it's, it's his
0: gamesmanship. But this game, I, I there's no way. If this is the team he put out there to really win a game, we're we're in for a very long, long Panther tenure with him.
1: Oh, man. I completely disagree with everything you just said there.
0: You think he tried to win this game? Because I don't. Yes.
1: Why wouldn't he?
0: I, draft pick. That would be my only guess. Because he doesn't this care. Team, about,
1: he's not thinking about the draft pick when he's out here trying to play this game. I don't I think that a lot of it was just the players didn't they weren't out there making plays. I mean Teddy Bridgewater sucked in this game. We talked about that. That's nothing to do with Matt Rule. Teddy Bridgewater won't throw the ball downfield. There were several times you and I were texting in the middle of this game. There were several times that we There's saw players open downfield that Teddy just wouldn't do it. He can't he couldn't get rid of the ball. He took so, four sacks and most of those were on him. Because he held so the ball is that coaching
0: or is that Teddy Bridgewater? Because that play may have been ran where that deep route was more of a you know fake deep route instead of a deep route. It may have been one of those, he's really, his third or fourth We saw option. how P.J.
1: Walker played. And it's the same coaching staff. And P.J. Walker was throwing that ball downfield. Teddy Bridgewater didn't throw the ball downfield in New Orleans. He hasn't thrown the ball downfield here. I don't think it's – I'm not – Placing the how Teddy Bridgewater played today on the coaching staff. And, again, his stats, 30 for 40, no touchdowns. He had the rushing touchdown, um, 3 for 31, rushing the ball with a touchdown. His stats don't look terrible, but if you watch the game, he was he's not getting it done. He's no, not absolutely. doing what needs Te- to happen.
0: Teddy Bridgewater needs to be sat down, and P.J. Walker, we need to see what he has because he looked better in his one start than Teddy Bridgewater. I know he threw two interceptions. But at least he was trying to get something done. I feel like Teddy Bridgewater is too scared to make a, a bad mistake. He's too scared to make a mistake.
1: I agree. I think Teddy Bridgewater cares way too much about completion percentage.
0: Okay. And you said that the Panthers weren't coaching to lose this game. Why did they not run the ball? Why did the Denver has a bad Jerry, rushing defense. You and
1: I have talked about this for weeks now. They don't run the ball. I have been begging for them to run the ball for weeks, and you always tell me, oh, they can't run the ball on this team, blah, blah, blah. Well, they well, didn't run the ball today either. this is a team either. they <laughs>
0: can run it on. But they don't run the was ball. running
1: well. They don't run the ball. They just don't run the ball. Look at weeks past. They don't run the ball. This is not a team that runs the ball.
0: And Mike Davis, 11 carries, 51 yards, two touchdowns.
1: They also but- were down by double digits in a lot of this game.
0: In this, in the second. As you half, tell
1: me, as you tell me, every week second when half, I tell in you, in the first
0: half they didn't want to run the ball anyways.
1: Jerry, that's it.
0: what they do. That's what they
1: do. Yeah, <laughs> every week. Every week we talk about this.
0: like I said, I'm just.
1: I think it's is, ridiculous to assume that an NFL coach is trying to lose a game or not trying to win a game. It's well, the same thing with the Jets last week when everybody Sean, Sean they Payton were throwing did it a couple that game years ago against us. They well, had already locked up the playoffs, Jerry. And I, and I and still and I don't think I don't think he was trying already. to lose so I don't think point? he was trying to lose that game. I think he just didn't really care if he won it. That but again, they had already locked up a playoff. They couldn't do anything. There was nothing else they could do. It didn't the game didn't really matter to him. And I don't If you're telling me that this game doesn't matter to Matt Rule then I don't I, do, I really don't he's think you know you 2 3
0: about. years. <laughs> he's got We a, don't what, either. A we don't, contract? We're, we're not inside Matt Rule's head. And he, obviously he's going to go up to the press conference and be like, "Oh, this is a close one. Another one where we got to let it gotta, get away from us." It doesn't We don't know what's in his head, but the coaching style, the way this game plan was, if this was Matt Rule's coaching we're in for a long t- time because this was piss
1: poor this was yeah it piss was poor it was coaching. ugly it was definitely ugly i just don't know what the point would be to throw the game if you're the head coach i mean the draft is going to figure itself out whether you're picking 7th or you're picking 10th it doesn't matter really i mean the draft is going to figure itself out you're trying to win games i just don't i just don't subscribe to that
0: no, don't. That's fine. I bet you anything. Next week we come out and we we lose to Green Bay, but I bet you anything. Well, Green we Bay is really good better. team. <laughs> I bet you, I bet you anything. We play a lot better, more crisp game than we did this week, and I bet you the game plan will be night and day.
1: It, no, that's that's possible. I mean, we we could have CMC back that game. We could have DJ Moore back that game. We have Zach Kerr back that game. That we may actually have a, a solid team to put out there that game. So we'll see, but this team has, you know, this team this season we have seen that they play to their competition. They play down to their competition. They play up to their competition. So if they play a very good game next week, that is not going to convince me that they tried to throw this game at all.
0: And again, I don't think they coached to win the game. I don't think they tried to game plan to win this game. I think they just they just trotted out a vanilla offense a vanilla defense, and when we got down. We started opening up the playbook a little bit more, and that was it. That's why we came back a little bit.
1: Yeah. I I don't, you know, again, I don't know. I wasn't in the meetings, obviously, but it's possible that without DJ Moore, they had to change a lot of the stuff around because he's kind of an integral part of that offense. Um, Defensively, I didn't see much different than what we've done all year long. You know, again, they didn't pressure the quarterback. Again, they dropped a bunch of people into coverage and gave Drew Lott plenty of time. Mm -hmm. Um, I just didn't see a lot different in this game than I've seen in past weeks. Offensively, it was different, but again, we were without our best offensive weapon, who's, you know, receiver-wise at least, and things just looked different. So I don't know, but I I can't, (laughs) I'm sorry, I just can't subscribe to the fact that they weren't trying to win this game or that they were fine with losing this game. I just don't, okay. I, I don't see it, but, um, so let's talk about the stats real quick. We already talked about Bridgewater, Mike Davis, 11 for 51, two touchdowns, ran the ball. Well, would have loved to have seen him run the ball more. As we've said, um, Bridgewater three for 31, Curtis Samuel, two, two rushes for 22 yards. Would have loved to see him run the ball more every time he touches the ball. as a running back, things happen. Positively. Anytime he touches
0: the ball, he has more potential. But yet yeah. we don't even target him in the first half except for one time. Again,
1: yeah. makes no sense.
0: Where's this game plan?
1: Yeah, makes no sense. And by the way, I'm not saying that this was a good game plan for the Panthers. This was an awful game plan for the Panthers. Like this was a, a very poorly coached and very poorly executed game for the Panthers. Um, Robbie Anderson ends up with two rushes for 13 yards Uh, receiving wise Robbie Anderson does lead the Panthers eight receptions for 84 yards Curtis Samuels seven for 68 all in the second half Mm -hmm. most like halfway through the third quarter on ends up with a nice day but what could it have been had they actually used him in the first half Uh, Farrow Cooper his best receiving day as a Panther three receptions for 52 yards and he made a couple of nice plays yeah he had Uh, two
0: receptions before this game so he already uh, like for the season so and that's fine i mean with dj moore out we needed someone Mm -hmm. to step up and he did a good job in that little spot role i think he did drop one pass oh no he didn't he only had three targets but
1: yeah no he looked fine and when he had the ball he he did the right things um mike davis five receptions for 42 yards and then ian thomas his best game of the year three receptions for 20 yards uh at least his best game, you know, receptions wise. And then a few scattered re- receptions here and there. Um, defensively, Jeremy Chin led the team in tackles as he is prone to do this year. Eight total tackles. He had a, the sack, he had the fumble forced, and he had a uh, QB hit. We had five QB hits overall as, for the Panthers. Um, Burns with one. Gross Matos with two and he had a nice game gross yes he did uh, i like to see that from him because he's been sort of disappointing this season uh any other thoughts panthers wise
0: no you just kind of said it uh it yeah. had a decent game jermaine carter you know another one uh i'm kind of shocked Shaq only had three total tackles i thought i saw him around a little bit more but
1: i got I, there's something about shack like I was watching Shaq and I started comparing him to Luke Kuechly, which I know is never going to be favorable to Shaq, but Shaq likes to chase guys. Mm -hmm. And whereas Luke likes to be where the guys are going to be. And Shaq hasn't learned that, or I don't know if he has that in him, but to me, that's what a great linebacker does is he anticipates where the ball carrier is going to be, where the ball is going to be. And he gets there and Shaq likes to use his athleticism to you know see where the ball is going to be and then go after it. And I don't think that that's going to work well for Shaq. And it hasn't worked well this season. A- so
0: and far. he also struggles he's had quite a few missed tackles too.
1: So yeah. I mean it, which, there were a few, ev- there were lots of missed tackles in this game. A- it's some, again you
0: know, one of those guys. things where he's not Luke Keekley Luke Keekley I mean, I know he occasionally Nobody's Luke Keekley, of course. tackles, but I feel like Shaq yeah. tries to arm tackle way too much or shoulder tackles.
1: So. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, um, Trey Boston had a nice game in this game. Mm-hmm. I do want to shout him out. 5 tackles for him. Um, four solo tackles, which a few of them were just really nice and you talk about, you know, shoulder tackles. Trey Boston was not shoulder tackling. No. He was like getting in there and making sure that the guy was down.
0: Absolutely. Um Did I say Jermaine Carter?
1: No. No, I did not. Jermaine Carter
0: had a pretty solid game out there. Uh, He had five tackles, but one costly penalty. Mm -hmm. Taunting. And I get it. You're excited. But come on, man. You got to get your head in the game. Speaking of penalties. Oh, come on, guys. Multiple (laughs) penalties. Um, One drive that ended in a touchdown. The one that Jermaine Carter, there's two penalties Mm -hmm. that gave him first down on third downs. Those are boneheaded plays. I don't think that Brian Burns one was a penalty.
1: No, but you know, if he would have, you see guys a lot of times when they're taking the quarterback to the ground in that situation, they'll sort of like hold their arms out. Mm -hmm. Like they're like, I'm not touching him. I'm not landing on him. Burns did hold him all the way to the ground, even though he didn't land on him. I could see a referee looking at that and out of abundance of caution, throwing the flag. Um, So again, I don't, i don't think that it was a real flag at all and the ref should not have thrown that flag but burns could have done a little more to prove his innocence there i guess
0: no i understand what you're saying just be like come on burns you know they're trying to throw a flag every time someone hits a quarterback be smart about it don't be an idiot
1: yeah and that was a huge that was a huge uh, both of those penalties were huge Mm -hmm. momentum changers on that drive I mean, and it did end up in a touchdown.
0: Overall, we had seven penalties this game for 48 yards compared to Denver's mm-hmm. two for 18. Uh, Vic Bangio, I'm sorry, Denver fans, if you're listening, he's not that good of a cor- coach. And Matt Rule, <laughs> you got completely outcoached by him this week. Completely.
1: Yeah. I mean, they, they Drew Locke is not a good quarterback. Drew Locke is probably not going to be a starting quarterback in this league for very much longer. Mm -mm. And Drew Locke looked like a pro bowler today. Drew Locke was making plays all over the field. We talked about this in our preview where, you know, when he rolls out of the pocket, he has a much higher passer rating. He showed that. I mean, several times he looked amazing when he was out of the pocket. Uh, I don't know why they let him do it. The stats are out there for everyone to see. The tape is out there for everyone to see. And yet, that's what he did. (laughs) So, I don't know. Overall, this was a very even game stats-wise. First downs, 23 for Denver, 22 for the Panthers. Total yards, 365 for Denver, 370 for the Panthers. Passing, 269 for Denver, 245 for the Panthers. Uh, Possession, 29 minutes, 30 seconds for Denver, 30 minutes, 30 seconds for the Panthers. Like, this was... An incredibly even game overall against two four, and 4-8 teams coming into it. I guess that's what you expect. But, um, you know, the Panthers just weren't able to come out on top. Let's touch on real quick the box score for the Broncos. Uh, we talked about Drew Locke. Melvin Gordon had 13 carries for 68 yards. Surprised that they didn't run him a little more, considering how well he was running the ball. Of course, Drew Locke was doing his thing in the air. I feel, I feel
0: like he had a two decent runs. And other than that, we probably— pretty much kept him contained. And yeah. none of those broke big, big. But I'm t- thinking one was 15. That's his long. And I think he had a one yeah. for 13 or 14.
1: So. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. Uh, Philip Lindsey did absolutely nothing in this game. 11 carries for 24 yards. And that's sort of their one-two, mm-hmm. uh, one-two punch there. Uh, for receiving Hamler, only two receptions, but both of them were for touchdowns and both of them for long touchdowns. 86 yards total for him. Tony Fugalali, I guess he was the Noah Fant replacement. Uh, Four receptions for 53 yards. Uh, Jerry Judy, who we talked about a little bit in our preview, has not been super impressive so far this year. Only two for 42. Uh, And then just a few, you know, spread out here a couple, a touchdown for Tim Patrick, a touchdown for Nick Vanette. So. Uh, defensive wise, Kareem Jackson led their team in tackles, actually Kareem Jackson and Justin Simmons, both with seven tackles. They end up with four sacks mm-hmm. and six QB hits. And, so they were definitely pressuring way more than the Panthers. Were.
0: And about two or three of those, Teddy Bridgewater had plenty of time to get the ball out, throw it to mm-hmm. the sideline, throw it to a cheerleader. Instead, he held on to the ball, danced, you know, did a little jig and then took the sack. Again, Mm -hmm. Teddy Bridgewater, god-awful this game. Awful.
1: Yeah, and he he also had a – in the freaking – within the 10-yard line, he has a delay of game penalty Mm -hmm. because, for some reason, he loves to wait until there's half a second left on the play clock to snap it almost every time in any situation. And he does it again, but he got there late. So, (sighs) and by the way, that's like when the game on the line late in the game. They end up having to take a field goal there because it backed them up too far to where they could try it on fourth down.
0: Oh, no, don't worry. We're going to throw a nice little dump-off pass to Curtis Samuel for him (laughs) to get 10 yards. Again, the coaching. If this isn't coaching, and this is just strictly Teddy Bridgewater, why isn't the coaching benching him? Because those are boneheaded plays. Third and 20, you do a two-yard pass to Ian Thomas right off at the snap. You got fourth and goal when you you need a touchdown to win this game or to go for and you do a little little dump-off pass to Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel is the person you do do the dump-off pass to, but that time, you need to force it to Robbie Anderson in the end zone or another player in the end zone. You can't expect them to get that in.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm just kind of reading a little bit of the updates here from the press conference. Matt Rule says there were... Two receivers downfield on that last fourth and eight play, Uh, Robbie Anderson and Cooper, he's not sure why Bridgewater threw to Samuel seven yards short of the stick. Because he's he's Teddy Bridgewater, and that's what he does. (laughs) I mean, we've seen it all season long. You and I have talked about this all season long. Teddy Bridgewater doesn't take chances. You know, you can blame the coaching staff all you want, But Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback. He's the one making the decisions. And the
0: coaching staff is making the decision on a quarterback. And if all these dump bad plays are due to Teddy Bridgewater not having the cojones to go deep once in a while, scared of his little precious little completion percentage to go down and his interceptions to go up, then it's time to sit him on the pine. It is time.
1: Okay. Well, think about it like this. He's what? 12 games into his Panthers career at this point, 13 games, whatever it is. They're paying him $20 million a year. He is a better quarterback than P.J. Walker. I I don't think that there's much debate on that. P.J. Walker does take more chances, which is nice to see. But do you really think P.J. Walker is a better quarterback than Teddy Bridgewater?
0: I think at this point I would prefer to see uh, P.J. Walker, see what he actually has than Teddy Bridgewater because I've seen what Teddy Bridgewater seems to have and it's good like you said but it's not mm-hmm. going to be getting us where we want to go and I think these games late in the fourth quarter look at has he had a game-winning drive
1: no I don't, I don't we've, think we've so. we've
0: lost I think seven or eight games this year by a touchdown or less and he has zero seven. zero game-winning drives
1: he- Panthers are two and seven in one score games. I, let me say I agree with you that I would like to see PJ Walker, but I think that's just because we're four and nine. Uh if we were nine and four and Teddy was looking like this and like we were barely winning games and it was at the you know, not because of Teddy, would you still want to see PJ Walker or would you be like, Okay, well, you know, we're winning games, let's just keep it as is.
0: Yeah, if we're winning games, yeah. But we're not winning yeah. games. And again, <clears throat> in fourth quarter, And we need a score to win. I know we're going to lose. I know it. I know it in my heart when I see Teddy Bridgewater right now walk out there. I'm like, oh, yay, we're going to have a horrible two-minute drive and we're not going to win this game. (laughs) Or we're going to get to the 50-yard line and trot Joey Sly out for a record-breaking kick again because he he doesn't want to force the ball down the field. He doesn't have the it factor to win games. You, you put Russell Wilson in that, I bet you any well, Seattle yeah. f- fan is like, here we go, we got this. That 2015 ga- year with Cam, mm-hmm. we were down. I was like, oh, yeah, we've got this. Cam's got this. And even if, yeah. if those players don't do it all the time, I mean, let's be honest, it doesn't
1: happen. No. But that's- But we know that, that Teddy Bridgewater is no Russell Wilson. He's he no 2015 Cam Newton. He's, we've said it all season long. He's a nice quarterback. And that's it. Now, in back-to-back statements here, Matt Rule says what I just told you. You know, two guys open down the field, not sure why he threw the ball. And then he says, Teddy Bridgewater is absolutely the quarterback who can lead the Panthers. Points to his hot fourth quarter with 16 straight completions. Again, who gives a shit? Uh, And says the penalty on the punt and the first down sack were tough start to the final drive. Yeah, well, the first sack was Teddy's fault. Yeah, (laughs) He had Curtis Samuel open running across the field that, and he could have just checked down to him. Mm -hmm.
0: And and I can complete a pass every once in a while to like two yards down the field. Yeah. I mean,
1: I don't care about how many straight completions you make. If they're all, you know, five yard, five yards in the air. And by the way, average uh, yards per pass in this game, 5.6 for the Panthers.
0: Woo. Woo.
1: There you go. I don't care that you had 30 Te- completions.
0: Teddy Bridgewater's got an ice out on his arm. That was a strenuous game.
1: Jeez. I don't care. You have 30 completions for 283 yards.
0: And Robbie Anderson and Cur- Curtis Samuel are good at running after the catch. Let's be yeah. honest. They're, most of their yards aren't due air yards. It's those players run with the ball.
1: Yeah, they make plays. Mm-hmm. And you could say the same with like Mike Davis and.
0: Oh, Mike Davis is a very good with the ball (laughs) in the open field for him.
1: Yeah. Oh, so man, I, I, you know, again, this is just a a terrible, it was a bad game plan. It was a poorly executed game by the Panthers and they paid for it. They lost to a team that they should have beat. Mm -hmm. And no longer will I do. I think the Panthers should be favored in any game the rest of the season. I don't care who they're playing um we've got washington coming up washington is a better football team than the panthers right now
0: absolutely i mean that defense is yeah. it's good um
1: and i say that you know i know they're not next but that that's like the only team i think that we have left that we you know could conceivably be favored to, against and i would not say that we should be favored against them
0: yeah. all right let's take so. a quick break and we'll be right back
1: This year we're all looking for the perfect holiday gift and today I want to tell you about the gallery. The gallery shop is a curated collection of photographs from all around the world. All prints are made from 100% recycled aluminum giving your wall that gallery finish. Right now for the holiday season, The Gallery is exclusively offering our listeners 25% off of your next purchase using the code FRIDAY. That's 25% off of your next purchase at thegallery.com. That's t-h-e-g-a-l-l-e-r-y.com using the code FRIDAY. The Gallery, create your perfect space. <laughs>
0: And we are back, and now we're gonna go ahead and jump into heroes and zeros. Steven, why don't you start us off with your hero?
1: Well, this is kind of a tough one, but I'm just gonna go with Jeremy Chin um, for the second week in a row. I think he, well, the second game in a row at least, uh, he played extremely well out there, and he, if not the best defensive player on the team. He's second best, and I think he's well on his way. He's just all over the place, extremely versatile. He's getting better every week. Uh, Eight tackles, had the sack and the forced fumble. Yeah, Jeremy Chin.
0: I concur. I, I thought about it, and there's no one else I think is deserving of that, you know, hero of the game besides Jeremy Chin. I think he made the game interesting. He did everything he possibly could do from his position, especially as a rookie, to win this game. Jeremy Mm -hmm. Chin, great job. You should win Defensive Rookie of the Year. Hopefully, next, when we play Washington, you really outshine Chase Young and Mm kind of stiff-arm him into the back of the line.
1: As long as he keeps making these big splash plays, Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, that's what's going to get him attention, so.
0: I I agree, because he's he's already leading the league for rookies in tackles, and Mm -hmm. now he has two touchdowns, a sack, you know, interception, two touchdowns, so. Yep. Those are the fun numbers that people will look at that don't watch the Panthers <laughs> exactly. every
1: week. Yep.
0: Now zeros. I'm going to go ahead and start off on zeros. I'm going to go Russell Douglas. You gave I knew you gave up two <laughs> touchdowns. Steven said three touchdowns. You looked awful out there. You looked lost. You didn't look like the first half of the season type of guy.
1: Yeah, I agree that was going to be my choice. Um, I'm going to go with Joe Brady then instead. Uh, The offensive game plan, you know, until the fourth quarter really was just terrible. Um, Yeah, you were missing DJ Moore, but Curtis Samuel didn't get a a single target in the first half. That's insane. Um, You didn't run the ball enough. That's Crazy when you don't have your best wide receiver run the ball, especially against a team like the Broncos who give up a lot of rushing yards. um So yeah, Joe Brady for the first time this season is going to get my zero. And by the way, I think Joe Brady still going to be a Panthers offensive coordinator. Oh, next, definitely. Next
0: I don't think I he's don't done what enough he's to... done to. Yeah,
1: he's thirty years old. I think he's showing his uh, immaturity a little bit by not adapting to these situations quickly enough. Or his inexperience, at least, not his immaturity. Um, So, yeah, I think uh, he'll be around next year.
0: All right, and let's go to our overall game grade for this week.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with a D, honestly. Um, Even though they almost won this game, I just think uh, in all phases there were massive mistakes and massive missed opportunities, and uh, the game plan was weird. You know, all, all three phases, like I said, had... Big issues, so I'm going with a D.
0: I went D-minus because of exactly what you said. I know we kind of can't scrap together, but overall this game was just piss poor. Piss poor by the whole coaching staff. Uh, I think some of the players made some good plays. I think Robbie Anderson had a good game. I think Curtis Samuel, when he actually was finally targeted, had a good game. Teddy Bridgewater stunk it up. Uh, Mike Davis had a decent game when he actually was given the ball. But the players overall tried their best, and I think the coaching staff kind of mailed it in.
1: Yeah. And honestly, when you're – and a lot of that is is who they were playing also for me. You know, the fact that you're playing a 4-8 and eight exactly. team, a team that you should beat uh, coming out like that is inexcusable.
0: Yeah. If you're playing a Chiefs team, a Green Bay team like we are next week, and you put up this type of game where you're close, and that's a different story. Denver's mm-hmm. not good. And it's – I. No offense to Denver, you're just not good. You have a decent defense, but they're not stellar like they were back in the day.
1: Just... Yeah, it's that's a team that you should beat if you're the Panthers, mm-hmm. or you know, again, they were competitive, but not great.
0: All right, do you have anything else before we sign off today?
1: Uh, no, just you know, real quick looking around the league, trying to see if there's anything interesting to talk about. Um, Cowboys Dolphins game was pretty close and interesting Mahomes looked a little bit human in that game You mean Chiefs and Dolphins? Three interceptions Yeah, yeah, sorry, what did I say? Cowboys Oh yeah, Chiefs Dolphins, (laughs) sorry Uh, Yeah, Mahomes three interceptions I think that's noteworthy Um, The Dolphins have a good
0: defense And they are rattling some quarterbacks
1: Yeah, Dolphins are Dolphins are frisky uh, you know, eight and five, they're gonna make the playoffs, and I'm, I wouldn't want to play them in the first round of the playoffs. No. Uh, just kind of looking around, don't really see anything else. That Minnesota is worth took an L about.
0: against the Buccaneers.
1: Not surprising. Yeah, the Bucks. But... That was a close game at first, and then the Bucks remembered that they were the Bucks and you know have good players.
0: The NFC East continues to lose as the Giants lost to the Cardinals.
1: I here's an interesting one. Uh, Chicago Bears Mitch Trubisky three touchdowns no interceptions oh. uh, looked looked really good David Montgomery their running back has been amazing in the last three weeks and he was great again here at an 80 yard run to start the game for them a uh, touchdown run you know I think they're so, still
0: in the playoff hunt too I, I
1: they're yeah if they're six and seven now so they're like on the fringe but they're there yeah
0: I mean, they're just like Minnesota. They're vying for that last playoff spot, but who knows? Mm-hmm. If Mitch Trubisky decides to become a decent quarterback again and Montgomery can run the ball, who knows?
1: I, yeah, I don't think Mitch Trubisky never should have been benched. I, I don't understand why he was. I don't understand. Because I think he got benched and they were 3-0. and So I don't know why he was benched. I don't
0: understand why they but brought in nick Foles in that massive contract yeah. anyways cam newton was Agreed. out there which i mean now it looks like that was a smart move but there was also a couple other qu- andy dalton i mean yeah i think that andy there Dalton of would competent
1: been- quarterbacks yeah out there yeah but uh yeah uh, anyway i think that's that's pretty much all i really saw that was interesting uh, there's a bunch of game, a bunch of four o'clock games playing right now so a little less of the one o'clock games this week
0: all right we want to thank everyone for listening. If you like our show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at Meow Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at meowmixpodcast.com. And if you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on the show.
1: And we'll be back on Thursday with our preview for Carolina. Actually, maybe we should come back Wednesday since it's a Saturday game. We'll talk about that. But we'll be back midweek at least to do a preview for the Green Bay Packers Carolina Panthers game on Saturday night, eight fifteen. Tune in. Uh Jerry will spend the first five minutes of that game talking in an English accent because he lost the accent of the week bet. I don't know what we want to call that. But lost the beer bet of the week. Hey, um, I wouldn't so say I lost it
0: as much as Phil Snow <laughs> lost it giving making Drew Long or <laughs>
1: Never put your faith in Phil Snow, Jerry. Yeah. That that was your first mistake. You're absolutely correct. (laughs) Uh, So until then, everybody stay safe and keep pounding.